Happy Tuesday! My name is Alan. And my name is Nick. And welcome into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves just outside the forsaken fortress of Axom, where we rejoin true shrubberies who have successfully escaped from the clutches of the Banshee before destroying her with an almighty blow from Fenner. True shrubberies then went off in search of this downed giant bird that True had witnessed from atop Axom when he had escaped through the chimney with his dwarven companions, Dazzler and Norbus. And it is here where we pick up this week, in the presence of this giant eagle. Look! There he is! The majestic beast I saw crash down! You weren't joking? No! Yes, yes! A giant bird! Big bird! Hold on! And I want to cast... Do you think we should be getting so close to it? Well, it looks injured, defenseless, I'd say. Don't worry, I'll speak to him and... I'll see what his intentions are. Hey, he doesn't look like he's going to be doing much speaking. Well, why not? Well, its eyes are closed. It's, it's maybe resting, you know, how it is. You've just fallen from from a large distance and and you close your eyes. Of course you're not going to be... Let me just try and speak to it. Let, let's see what happens. So I want to cast Speak with Animals. Do you have any spells left? Yeah, this is a first level spell, so I'm going to cast Speak with Animals. And I want to start walking closer towards the giant eagle. Now, now, I want to speak to it. I am here to help. I am a friend. I am Shrew of Shrew's Shrubberies, famous druid, protector of the wilds. I come from the Mere of Deadmen, disciple of Cinnabus. You might have heard of her. Very famous dryad. Yes. Anyway, I saw you had an unfortunate mishap. Are you in need of aid? You obviously are. Okay. Can you talk? I want to get closer and lay my hand on its beak. You don't get any response, but as you're now close enough and you're sort of concentrating on its beak and placing your hand on it, I'm going to ask you for a perception check just to see what you're aware of. Would you say medicine, a medicine check would help if I'm looking for wounds or anything like that? Yeah, if you're going to actively look to see what he's like, but I mean, at the moment you just said you were talking to him and Placing your... Yeah, okay. Your hand on his beak. Okay, so perception for now. 21. As you now rise up on this giant eagle, you can see the nature of his injuries bear scars of nature's fury. You can see that one of his wings has a ragged wound and that his talons appear to be scorched. He looks knocked out cold and quite vulnerable. Fenna, we need your assistance here. Do you have any spells left? Yes, true. I have a couple of spells. Fenner has a level 2 and a level 3 spell. That's great. Our friend here needs some healing. Would you mind? Yes, I'll, I'll heal him. What level spell do you want to use? The lowest one. Should be enough to just get him going. So Fenner reaches out and touches this giant eagle as she casts Cure Wounds 
Roll me 2d8 and add your, or rather Fenner's, spellcasting ability modifier, as the lowest spell slot she has left is level 2. Total of 7. This warm healing magic spreads throughout the giant eagle's body, and you see it open its eyes slowly. Shrew, who stood right in front of it, his hand still on his beak, sees that his eyes seem melancholic, almost as if they hold a profound sense of loss and longing. I'm glad you're okay. You seem... You seem troubled. Oh, you speak eagle, do you? Well, yes, I speak many languages, many animal languages. I'm a druid. Oh, what good fortune to happen upon you here. Hmm. Ah, my wing. Yes, I saw you fall from the sky. Where were you headed? Towards a place called the Moonshade Isles, not far off your sword coast. Hmm, and what business do you have there, if you don't mind me asking, of course? It's my home. Hmm, sounds like a nice place. It is. What are you doing here? Well, we had some business inside Axholm, and we took care of it. Now we are going back to Normangard. I don't know if you've heard of the place. No, I, I can't say I have. We're going to kill a dragon. Oh, the dragon. Yes. Did you have business with the dragon? What are you doing around here? No, I said I'm flying back to the Moonshade Isles. From where? From the spine of the world. The spine of the world? It's in the mountains far up north. Interesting. Well, what were you doing there? Well, we, we had a nest there. You you ask many questions. Yes, I'm, I'm intrigued by such a majestic creature as yourself. I've never seen such a big bird. I saw the distant silhouette, a shadow against the snowy peaks. I could feel the ominous presence that lingers in the air. You, you should be careful. Yes, yes. A small creature against such a mighty beast. Yes, I, I know. But I have a question. Why would you lay eggs so far away from your home? I'm, I'm afraid you've, you've lost me, my friend. You said you laid, you, you had a nest in, in the spine of the world, but you live in Moonshale Islands? Why did you lay your eggs so far away from your home? Why not lay them at home? It is one of our eeries that we live in from time to time. Not necessarily that we have laid eggs. <laughs> not that I can lay eggs anyway. So it's like a holiday home, you're saying? Kind of. Uh, flying south for the winter. Hmm, interesting. What is your name, friend? True. My name is True. These are my shrubberies. Fena, Murkub, Thavian. Oh, and Norbert and Dazzling, of course. The honorary members of the True Shrubberies. A pleasure to meet you. Hmm. What is your name? Ajas. Alas. Hmm. Well, Alas, it's, it's a pleasure to meet you. Do you need more assistance? No, 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 thank you. You, you. you seemed to have healed me of my fall. We do what we can. Fena here has powerful healing magics. Well, I better be on my way as soon as possible. I, I have to find my brethren. Where are they? Back home? 
I, I don't know. We were flying together, but this unforeseen and violent tempest swept me off course and away from my brothers and kin. Oh no. Do you need help finding them? Maybe I can assist? No, no, thank you. I, I know the way back. I'm hoping I can get away from this mountain and the storm that are forming, and of course, the dragon. We are due to meet and rest on the southern parts of the Sword Mountains before flying across the sea. Well, I'll hope to perhaps visit your lovely home one day, Moonshay Isles. It, it sounds like a great place. It is. If you're ever in the area, come come and look for me. Why, I'm, I surely will. Alas. Pleasure to meet you, Shrew. You too. And I thank you. For what? For now I can turn into a majestic giant eagle myself. You can... You can turn into an eagle? Not right now, but I, being a druid, can wield wild magics. And I can shapeshift into animals. An animal I encounter or see, I am able to turn into. What a curious creature. Hmm. I'd say the same about you. Anyway, safe journeys. We're off ourselves, so we need to get back and deal with this... Nuisance. I take it you mean the dragon. Oh, be careful. He seems powerful. Yes. Yes, we know. We know. We're doing our best to ready ourselves for the ensuing battle. I fear that even though we try our hardest to prepare, it still won't be enough. But it is what it is. At some point, we'll need to go and try and defeat it. It's causing chaos around the area. It can't go unchecked. Sometimes I wonder why Cinemus didn't come herself. Who is Cinemus? I told you. Oh no, you're sleeping. Um, Cinemus is a dryad. My, my mentor. She taught me all this magic and how to use my powers, and she's back in the Mere of Deadmen. She says she can't leave blah blah blah, but I'm sure she could have made an effort for such a dire situation. Well, there are forces at work in this world besides the will evil. I'm sure she has her reasons. For what? For not leaving? Well, she has placed her trust in you. Hmm, I don't know. She told me something about not being able to leave herself. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I have to do what I have to do, and it is what it is. It is my fate, and unfortunately that of my companions here. Shoes, shrubberies will go down in history, or they will go down. I hope for your sake it is down in history. Hmm, me too. And that we are able to tell it. Well, I, I best be going before this storm starts to rage. Yes, yes indeed. You best get going. It's been a pleasure to meet you, Shrew. Same here. I'd offer you a sausage, but I'm fresh out. <laughs> What a curious creature you really are. Farewell, friend. You see Alice spread his wings wide, their span eclipsing what little sunlight filters through the dark clouds and the sparse treetops above. He lets out a call which echoes through the mountainside, like a melody of the wild, as he takes to the sky with a single powerful beat of his majestic wings, soaring up and into the darkening clouds. What a fantastic creature! What an imperial animal! 
The blood rushes through my veins after such an encounter. What an impressive specimen. As you're saying this, you realize that true shrubberies, Dazzle and Norbus, are just looking at you wide-eyed as all the hearing is like... (laughs) 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 They've seen this giant eagle leave (laughs) off. And you just stood there squawking. <laughs> oh, sorry, I, I forgot to change to common. Yes, I was just saying that. What a lovely creature, yes. I've never seen such a big animal. Well, a noble beast. Noble indeed, yes. He was he was flying to his home for winter. I think he's got family there and, and such. Very good. What an encounter. Exhilarating. Do you think you could turn into one of those? Oh, natural? yes. Oh, Yes, I could. Not right now. But we're going to have a little rest. And then I'm going to go back into Axum like we briefly discussed. And then we'll go back to Normangard. But when we go up the mountain, you'll be traveling on a giant eagle. What do you think about that? Impressive. That sounds amazing. Amazing, indeed. But how are all of us going to fit on you? Well, some of you can ride on my back. I'll grab the others on the talons and we'll, we'll make it work. Don't worry. What do you mean you go grab us by the talons? Grab you, grab you by the talons, yes. You, specifically, because you just volunteered. I, I, <laughs> I have not agreed to that. Don't worry about it, Fabian. And what happens if the damn dragon attacks you mid-flight? No, no, don't be preposterous. We'll be done before... Oh, now, Fabian. We need, we need to talk strategy here at some point. <laughs> yes, the strategy is I, I turn into to... a giant eagle and we fly up the mountain. It, it sounds... Like a sound plan indeed, and... So we just go to gallivant up there? No, no, we'll go halfway. If you're happy, obviously we're not going to fly into the dragon's roost. Well, that's uh, pretty much what you appear to be saying. No, no, don't be, don't be silly. Don't be silly. I, we won't be going up there with you. No, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it. But perhaps once the dragon's gone, we can explore the, the ruins. I don't Ooh-hoo. know. I don't know. Are the ruins where your people used to live, Murkob? Yeah, mate, our homes were in the ruins of Ice by Old. Well, you see, I, uh, Norbus, Dazzling, I uh, imagine when the dragon is gone, the orcs will want to get the place back, and I don't know if they want two fat, uh, two, two lovely dwarves gallivanting around the, the home. Yeah, probably not. No. Yeah, perhaps we could uh, explore it, though, before they move back. We could say we are friends of Murgub. Hmm, I don't think they appreciate Murgub. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, listen. You don't need to carry on getting into trouble. I, we have been able to save you this time, but perhaps next time it's a different story. Hey, what were you doing in Axon anyway? We came to save you, of course. How did you know we were in trouble? Well, Halia told us that you had left with her men and that you hadn't come back. She sent two more men that unfortunately appear to have faced the dragon. The mind boggles to think how you two were able to survive and not Halia's hardened men. Where did they ask us to hide? You know, we're not much use in battle. No, no, I know, by uh, experience, we, we yes. probably would have uh, contributed to the demise earlier. Well, I'm glad you made it. I'm glad you were able to stay alive, hidden and safe until we came to rescue you. But we should go back. You should stay in Normangard until all of this is over, and then wait for us to escort you back to Fandling if you want to go there, or wherever you want to go. I was thinking of going back to Lylon myself, and you're welcome there. Of course, if, you, if you'd if you want to join me. Are there any tombs there, or any uh, mysterious sites we can explore? 
Well, it's been rebuilt currently, and some... <laughs> rebuilt? That means things have been ruined. Yes, exactly. There's a few old buildings that have been refurbished, and some ruins. They're rebuilding the High Tower of Falidar. Very famous, yes indeed. And there's also some mines around, but I, I wouldn't suggest... Oh, mines? Yes, yes. They have rich deposits of copper, nickel, and silver. Yes, indeed. You notice that the two dwarves are rubbing their hands. There are many tunnels and shafts, some which lead to the town itself. But anyway, I wouldn't want you gallivanting into mines, unaided and alone. No, no. And there's a few people there that are in charge that are not the nicest, let's put it that way. Well, I think we better get some rest before the heavens open up. It's bloody freezing out here as well. Mm, yes, it's a good thing we have these coats and hats that Adabra gave us. Very kind of her. But yes, let's take a quick short rest. Maybe we can light a little fire. Just out here in the open, or shall we take some cover by the portcullis? Are you sure you want to get so close again? Now yeah, we should be fine. Let's go. Sorry, so you're going... Yeah, we're going to the portcullis. The portcullis, okay. So that open area there. I want to try and find some firewood, anything I can find, and try to make a fire. All right, give me a survival check. Total of eight. As you're searching for some firewood, all the twigs and branches that you find are all laden with snow. Quite damp. Okay, I walk back. On second thought, perhaps a fire is not a good idea. What if we attract the attention of the dragon? No, no. We'll cuddle up if we need to, if it gets too cold, but let's let's not light a fire. Probably wise. Yes, very wise. Good thinking, Shu. Mm, thank you. So Shu Shrubberies snuggle up with Caspus and your dwarven companions. Are you doing anything during this rest? No, just resting up. You know, trying to heal up a bit and... Are you rolling in hit die? Yeah, I'll roll hit dice. I'll roll for Shu and for Fen as well. I'm going to roll two to start off with. So that's 2d8. That's a total of 18. That's for Shu, yeah? Yeah, that's for Shu, and it takes me up to 59 out of 65 hit points, so I'm going to stay there. And then I'm going to roll for Fen. going to roll two of hers as well. That's a total of nine hit points for Fen. Okay, so that leaves Fen with 29 hit points left out of a total of 35. That's fine, yeah. We'll stay like that for now. How long do you want to... Or, or rather, how long do you intend to rest here before you go back into Axel? As little as we can. What's the bare minimum of a short rest? It needs to be at least one hour. Okay, so yeah, we'll short rest for an hour. Okay, so you guys huddle up. And after a while, you notice that the air around Fabian begins to shimmer with residual arcane energies. Fabian begins to hear soft almost imperceptible hum, which grows steadily louder, carries another worldly resonance, a melody of arcane forces at play. As the hum intensifies, the very air around him seems to ripple with undulating energy. A faint glow envelops his miniaturized form, a radiant aura that pulses with the promise of restoration. Tiny moths of arcane light dance around him, creating a magical spectacle that paints the air with hues of cerulean and violet. You start to notice that Fabian's armor and weapons begin to shift and reshape themselves. Straps tighten, plates realign, leather stretches as they seek to accommodate a returning to Fabian's true size. The hum within Fabian's ears reaches a crescendo, symphony of arcane energies converging with precision. 
Fabian caught in the heart of this magical maelstrom feels a tingling sensation coursing through his veins. A sensation that seems to coax every fibre of his being back to its original stature. With a final resounding surge of arcane energy, a glow around Fabian explodes into a cascade of sparkles. The once miniature warrior, now lying there in his full towering glory once more. Fabian takes a deep breath, feeling the familiar weight of his restored stature settling upon him. And he notices his triumphant smile crossing his face. I don't know, I think I liked you better smaller. <laughs> Finally wore off. Yes, I told you, just, just get it tight. the day. Yes, yes, of course, that's how magic works, everyone knows. Well, you didn't you just... know how long it was going to take. No, no, but you, you waited long enough and then it, it goes away. Oh, couldn't have happened earlier. Well, it's what it is. Sometimes things take longer than we would want them to. Well, I'm just glad to be back to my normal size. Yes, yes, you'll be more useful in your normal size, I, I'm sure of it. Oh, it'd be a shame I won't get to ride Caspers anymore. Mm, well, it's bigger now. Speaking of which, Fenner, will he stay like that? I've got no idea. I don't know what happened. I've been speaking to Caspers a little, but even he doesn't know what happened. He has no recollection of falling in battle or of growing to this size. He mm. seems equally confused. You should speak with Sturgeon. Who's Sturgeon? Yes, uh, the gnome guy that came out to you in your sleep. Sturgeon. Oh, Sekrigen. Oh, yes, Sekrigen. You should speak to him. Maybe he has the answers. Perhaps I'll pray to him once we're back in Ovengard. Or perhaps the gnomes there will... Perhaps they have answers. Hmm. Or Vortpip. He seemed very wise and knowledgeable. Oh, yes, we could, we could search for books about badgers, big badgers. Well, I'll say that an hour's passed. So your short rest has concluded. Good. Good. Well, I feel much, much better after that little rest. Oh, yes, I can feel the magic tingling in my fingers and vibrating in my bones. Could you, would you say, you feel it all around you? Oh, yes, all around me. Anyway, you guys wait here. I'm going to investigate the chest. Give me a ring, Fabian, if you don't mind. Oh, the ring from we took from the... What is it you call him? The... The Kijomas brother. Him? Yes. Oh, do you still have the stone ascending? Yes, yes, I do. The first sign of trouble. Actually, you're screwed at this trouble. Now I'll be fine. Well, the way we you got in before has crumbled. What do you mean? Fenner went all crazy on that banshee. It collapsed. That's how we opened the portcullis before. I'm flying up the chimney. Should we rest up there then? Or wait for you up there? Or should we wait here? Just wait here. I don't, I don't. What What difference does it make? Well, if there's trouble, then it means we've got to climb up. Okay, then. Let's all go up and, and wait there. If if I, I'm in trouble, you can climb down the chimney, I imagine. And help me. But I don't envisage any trouble, let's be honest. It's, it's a foolproof plan. I mean, I'm just going in, opening the chest, coming out. I've got two wild shapes. I can use it twice. My magic limits me to that. I'm still not a pro druid, of course. But that's all I need. In, grab, and out. I also left my full disclosure here. I also left my rod of unmoving, or the immovable rod. Immovable rod. So now you're not just going well, in for the well, chest. We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. Let's see. Let's see what happens when I get down there. And, uh, Didn't you also say there were 
giant spiders. And you well. see Faven sort of shudder as he remembers your last battle with giant spiders. Yes, yes, but don't, don't worry. That was in another room above the portcullis that will be going in at the other end of the stronghold. No oh, need to worry. I hope they haven't moved no, to no. investigate the rockers we no, made. No, of course not. They, they, they are shy animals. If I, I know something, it's animals. Spiders are shy animals. They, they shy away from, from loud noises and such. Well, when you drop the no, no. axe, well, that's different. They all came out. That's from everywhere. That's very different. Those spiders are attracted to to loud bangs. That's the, that's the. Those are the, the weevil, the weevil spiders, and the, those are attracted to large sounds. These spiders are from another uh, family altogether. They are the 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 the, the weave weave spiders. The others are the weevils. These are the weave spiders. Two different families, two different ways of living life. Yes, they, they shy away from loud noises. Roll a persuasion, <laughs> or, or, or rather a deception, because you're talking out of your derriere here. Well, I convinced myself. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> you convinced Alan. I you convinced Alan and true. <laughs> When you suggested rolling, I was like, wait, why? This is, like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is canon, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Total of nine. Something tells me you're bullshitting me through. No, 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 no. Oh, there's a morning pigeon. Oh. Yes. It flew, one. It, flew, it flew by. It just flew by. Did you catch it, Fenner? No. Oh, damn it. It's, you told me you'd tell me last, next time you well, saw it. Well, I saw it. It, it. it just flashed. It just flashed by the quick animals, these morning pigeons. But anyway, um, let's get going. And Please I be careful. Yes, well, you're coming with me up the mountain. Let's go. All right, so shoe shrubberies are going to climb up this mountainside, yeah? Yes. All right, I'll say because you've climbed down and Dazzle and Orbis have also been up and down. And there's more than enough footholds. You managed to get up without any issues. Good. You now sit under this chimney, where when you were last here, you saw the banshee screaming from it. Hmm. Nice times. I try to turn into a sturge. Like, I don't think I can. I'm not sure if it's an animal, or it's an abomination, or whatever it is. I just try and focus and try and turn into one. See if I can do that. Yeah, a sturge is a tiny bee, so you can turn into one. Alright. So just to get this clear, you're going to turn into a mosquito and fly into a dungeon full of giant spiders. Well, I'm, I mean, I could be a mosquito, I could be a bat, I could be Shrew himself. A giant spider is going to attack me if it's there. Well, I suppose. So, yeah. Maybe if I'm a small mosquito, I won't look so delicious to it. <laughs> I like your thinking. All right, so you turn into this tiny, grotesque-looking cross between a bat and an oversized mosquito with legs that end in sharp pincers. And a long needle like proboscis. What are you doing? I'm flying down the chimney. As you start flying down the chimney, that foul stench of death becomes apparent again. Within a moment, you're at the base of the chimney. I look around, do I see anything? Other than the ghoul that died trying to get through your wall of fire? No, you don't see anything. Okay, so I want to change the plan a second. As a sturge, I want to fly out casually, slowly, quietly outside of this room and see if I see anything down the corridor where I left my immovable rod. As you fly out for the door, take a right. You can see your immovable rod exactly where you left it. 
But you don't see anything else. Okay. I fly back to the room with a chest. Once there, I drop my form, quietly close the door that leads to the room with the ghouls, where the ghouls were, and I approach the chest. I want to investigate it, inspect it, see if it's trapped. All right. Actually, I have a spell called Find Traps. I want to cast that. It's a level two spell. Do you want to remind our listeners what that does? Yeah, I would sense the presence of any trap within range that is within line of sight. A trap for the purpose of this spell includes anything that would inflict a sudden or unexpected effect you consider harmful or undesirable. The spell would not reveal natural weaknesses in the floor or unstable ceilings, stuff like that. And it only tells me that a trap is present, but I don't know of its location. Only the general nature of the danger posed by the trap I sense. Alrighty. You're casting the spell then? I'm casting the spell, yeah. You do sense the presence of a trap. <sighs> Ooh, damn. Damn, damn. And what kind of danger does it pose to me? A magical danger. Ooh. Okay, so I imagine it's coming from the chest itself. I want to investigate it, see if I see any glyphs, anything I would recognize, anything I would know how to deactivate. Okay, give me a, an investigation check. Eleven. You start inspecting this iron chest with its clawed feet. It looks sturdy and resolute, bearing the unmistakable craftsmanship of dwarven hands. Its edges adorned with intricate patterns reminiscent of ancient runes and symbols. Resting upon its clawed feet, which seems to have been hewn from the very rock of the mountains, the chest stands with a certain gravitas, a sentinel of treasures possibly concealed within. Upon close inspection, you realize that its built-in lock bears a tiny circular indentation instead of a traditional keyhole. And as you're looking at it, it reveals a tiny symbol of a hand axe clutched in a gauntlet. But you don't spot any magical runes that would suggest a imminent danger to you. Hmm, yeah, I wonder if the trap is just that if you try to open it without a ring, then it springs. Maybe... All I need is a ringlet. Let me try it. And I go to my pocket to try and take out the ring. Damn it! Fathian! I walk up to the chimney and I shout out, Fathian, you had one job! You just needed to hand me the bloody ring. I'm down here without the ring. It was a simple task, Fathian. Get your head in it! You hear coming from your stone of sending. Didn't we agree you'd be careful? You're no. shouting up the damn chimney. Sorry, sorry. You're gonna lure every bloody no, spider no. that's down there. No, no, the spiders are far away. I told you they're weaver spiders. I start talking in to the stone of sending. Well, you went... We started talking about damn morning just, pigeon and just, spiders and... Just, just throw the ring slowly down the chimney. How does one throw a ring slowly down the chimney? <laughs> it will fall at whatever rate it falls. Stop being facetious, Fabian. It's not the time. All right, here it comes. You're going to catch it. Yes, slowly. <sighs> this again. And he tosses the ring down the chimney. Give me a sleight of hand check. 19 total. The ring falls true in a straight line down the chimney with great precision as it falls into your hands. Ah, oh, perfect catch. I still got it. I pick up the ring and I inspect it. I haven't been able to get my eyes on it yet. You have in your hands now a blood-stained signet ring, forged of sturdy dwarven bronze, bearing the weight of ages, its surface scarred with battles fought and victories won, 
As you inspect it, you notice that the emblem is engraved upon the signet, with a symbol both fierce and intricate, a dwarven gauntlet, masterfully detailed with every joint and curve, cradling a hand axe in its grasp. The once polished metal of the ring has weathered the passage of time, and now bears a patina of age. However, more recent stains mar its surface, a reminder of the recent and fierce confrontation with the Guillaume Hmm. This ring is heavy with history. Hmm. Let's see what treasures it unveils. I walk up to the chest. I put the ring on. Okay, I put the ring on. And insert it into the little nook. As you insert the signet ring, you hear a mechanism inside clicking and whirring as it unlocks. But now you see a number of runes that appear in a faint glow. Give me an arcana check. 18. As you inspect these runes, you notice that one of them is glowing in a slightly different colour, ever so slight as it flickers. You gently touch it, and all runes go dark. The chest then opens up. Here we go. Well, well, well. If only there was anyone here to see this. What do you hold? What secrets? Do you contain? As you look inside, there's one thing in particular that grabs your attention. This helm of black polished metal, with a ruby set in its center, and these two almost bat-like wings flanking either side of it. Oh, what? Bat-like wings? Okay, I'm listening. You also notice a pair of polished gauntlets, which are adorned with a ferocious-looking beast on them. You also see a steel coffer, what looks like a small platinum amulet on a thin but sturdy golden chain. And what you now recognize well as three potions of greater healing, kindly donated by our friend Neil Ravos. Ooh, Neil, thank you very much, much needed. They finally appeared. <laughs> they finally appeared. In what great timing. I think I've drank all the potions I had already, so these will come in handy for the dragon. Okay, I reach into the chest. I want to take out the amulet. Put it around my neck. Mm, yes, worthy of El Kijomas, brother. Another chain for my collection. You notice that this bears a hammer and anvil. Yes, the official emblem of El Kijomas, brother. Give me a religion check. 20 total. You recognize this as the holy symbol of Moradin, the dwarven god of creation. Mm, yes, in, at close inspection, this, this looks like the... Holy symbol of Moradin. Like Norris and Dazzling sailed by Moradin's beard. I have his necklace now. Very good. Maybe maybe Norris and Dazzling can tell me a bit more about this. I want to pick up the coffer. Okay, as you pick it up, you can feel something rattling around inside it. I wonder what this is. And I open it. As you open it, you notice that the box is packed with silt. And nestled within it are two bottles that you recognize as potions of superior healing. Ooh! So I want to pick up the helmet. Okay. Put it on my head. I don't really like this. It's metal, but it'll be easier to carry this way for now. It's a bit uncomfortable. And then I want to pick up the gauntlets. I want to look at that engraving of the beast. As you pick them up and you, you inspect these intricate engravings, which appear to be made in gold, which contrasts with the silver metal beneath. They appear to resemble the faces of ogres. Hmm, interesting. 
Interesting indeed. Maybe this gives you ogre strength. I wonder. There's nothing else, right? No. I want to investigate in case there's like a hidden compartment or something. You spend some time looking at this chest. You don't find any hidden compartments. Hmm. Very good. What a, what a find. I'm sure Fabian or Murkab will love some of these. I'm not quite the type for metal, but I'm sure they'll come in handy to defeat the dragon. So I want to close the chest. Okay. Lock it up. As you do, it starts to glow with these runes again. Leave it there. Okay. Actually, I open it again. Reopen, put the ring in again. Open it again. Okay, so you put the ring back in. The runes start glowing again. You touch the same one. They all fade out. Okay. I should probably leave something here in case someone else comes and manages to open it. I take one copper piece and place it inside the chest. <laughs> Quite the haul for the next adventure. Yeah, and I close it. There, at least they'll find something and won't be terribly disappointed. So then you lock it all back up, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Now I want to open the door that led to the room with the ghouls, quietly as I can. Stealthily, I would say. Okay, then give me a blind stealth check. I want to open that door, see if it's still empty. Yeah, other than that, downed ghoul seems empty. I want to walk out of that room, onto the corridor, slowly peeking my head out, see if that's empty. Yeah, as far as you can see, that's empty as well. I want to slowly walk up to the immovable rod, click the button and take it back. You managed to do so without any issues. As soon as I do that, I turn around and go back inside the room I came from, back to the chimney. Okay. And I try to climb up this time. That's true. Yeah. All right, give me an athletics check. 13. You managed to start climbing up without much of a problem. But the wings on the side of your helm scraping and making quite a bit of a clang as you climb up the chimney. He's coming back. What? Is it true? Yeah, what is that? It's me, it's me. Don't panic. I'm just waiting. What have you got in your head? It's a helmet I found in the chest. Oh, it's fierce looking. Your eyes are glowing red. What? What are, you red. what are you talking about? Your eyes, they're glowing red. They're glowing red? That's not some sort of curse helmet, is it? Well, We're not going to have another issue with, like, Murkob's axe here. Well, I, I, I hope not. I, I, I wore it so that it would be easier to carry. I wonder if I can't take it off now. <laughs> <laughs> I carry on climbing up, trying to make it to the very top. Yeah, you manage to reach the top. You pop out of the chimney. And you stood there with your, you know, your cloaks and furs. And this horrific looking helmet on your head. This is what I found, this beautiful helmet that I think would suit you, Fabian. I don't, I don't really have use for this metal. And I take it off. Or do I? You reach your hands up, feel the cold steel, try to lift it off your head, and it comes off. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It would have been funny if it didn't, but I'm glad it did. I, I'm amazed you just went straight and put it. I mean, with that description, yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to try and you know try to identify it or something. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a lucky boy. So he takes it off. Do I, do I feel any different why my eyes were red? Did I feel different when I had it on? What was your alignment before? My alignment? I'm just messing with you. <laughs> 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 All right. No. So it didn't feel anything. I mean, now that you've worn it and your companions have seen what it does, you found a dread helm, a wondrous item, which is common. And its effects is just that this fearsome steel helm 
makes your eyes glow red whilst you wear it. <laughs> All right. It's unfortunate that it's steel. Well, what do you say? Why don't you try it on? Is it safe? I think it's harmless, yes. It just makes your eyes glow, apparently, but... Come on, don't be a chicken. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop. Give me the damn helmet. There you go. He puts it on. Beautiful. You, you have red eyes now. Fabian starts shaking. Oh, Fabian. Oh, God. Fabian. <sighs> what was your alignment? <sighs> he draws his sword. Fabian. Raises it above his head. Put that down. Right now. And slashes right beside Shrew. Oh. Before erupting into a fit of laughter. <laughs> you're not the only one that can play pranks, Shrew. You think you're funny? Is that it? <laughs> what do you mean, pranks? I've... I've risked my life for, for, for this treasure, and this is how you repay me. Almost killing me. Giving me a fright. I wouldn't a, say almost killing you. I almost had an accident like Norbus back there. <laughs> oh dear. It was a good one, I, I must admit myself. <laughs> you, you, you're lucky it didn't hit your head as you came out of the chimney. <laughs> Would have been that whole Betty incident all over again. Don't remind me. Anyway, also I found these. Look at these. Oh, those look magnificent. I don't know if I should give them to you now. But they certainly look nicer than this helmet. Well, hold on to them and see what they do. What is this? Looks like some sort of... Actually, it looks like those ogres we've killed before. Yes, I think they are. I don't know who would want those ugly mugs on gauntlets, but hey. And then I found some very much needed potions. Oh, that's great news. And this marvelous necklace for my collection. Norbus Dazzling. Another th- chain. Yes. I think this is a symbol of Moradin. Aye, that is Aye. Moradin. Moradin. Aye, you must have Aye. heard us say before by Moradin's beard. Yes, that's what I said to myself down there. This is what Norbus and Dazzling say all the time. By Moradin's beard. Moradin's beard. Does it do anything, you think? I, I don't know. We don't know much about magic. Mm. I feel, I feel like I'm part dwarf now. <laughs> You've got plenty of chains around you. Mm. You'd make a fine gear, Masvrana. Yes, indeed. And that was it. I think it was quite worth it. Wouldn't you agree to go down there? Worth the risk. I'm just glad you're safe. Mm, yes. No the spiders to be, as I said, they... They were scared off by the rockers. Everything was fine. We should get going, I believe. Would be a good idea. Mm. Well, what if we... Mm, I don't know. What if we perhaps try that now here, the, you know, the giant eagle thing? Me carrying you all? How are you going to carry two dwarves, Fenna, Caspus, an orc, and me? I'm giant. Giant eagle. It's in the name. I, uh, we saw that giant eagle. I don't think all of us would have fit on him. Look, you ride on one of my talons. Then, Morocop on the other. Yes, Caspus might be a problem. Hmm. Okay, change of plans. I will turn into a giant badger. Half of you ride Caspus, half of you ride me. And we get quicker to Norman God. What do you think? Between Caspus and Shrew in giant badger form, you'll be able to take four of your companions. There won't be space for all of you. Somebody will have to walk. Hmm. Oh, judging by Caspus's size, perhaps not all of us fit. Don't you worry. I've got an idea. Which reminds me, because Caspus is in a current magical enlarged form, 
His true size as a giant badger is actually that of medium, so the dwarves or Fabian wouldn't be able to ride you. Right, so I wouldn't turn as big as Caspers. No. Okay, not to worry. Concerned, so horse. Yeah. Hmm, it's... My plans are going to waste here. I wanted to turn into an exotic animal, not a, a plain horse. Hmm, I'm... I don't... Now that I think about it, I don't know if I could turn in such, into such a big badger. Let me think this through. I know, I'll turn into a reindeer. Okay, so I will turn into a reindeer. Caspers can carry Thena and... Someone else... Well, Norbus. I will carry Dazzling and Murkub. And who will I write? Well, well, I've got a special place for you, my dear friend. We are going to fashion a sleigh of sorts. Yes, I put a rope around my mouth and we will find, we'll find something to fashion into a, into a carriage. Something you can ride on and I'll pull you along behind me. What do you think? Interesting idea. It will be fun, Fabian. Sounds dangerous. Well, well what, what's a bit of danger? With so much fun. Where are we going to get a sleigh from? Well, well, we'll fashion one with some with some wood or something. Hmm, maybe I can shield surf. Ooh, I like the idea. Is your shield big enough? I would say so. Would it, would it get damaged, do you think? Well, it's magical. Ooh, let's do it. What on earth was that? <laughs> that was me turning into a reindeer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the sound they make. I'm not sure, but we'll go with it. It's similar. Mm. Oh, you boys never cease to amaze me. Mm. You'll be the death of me one of these days. Mm. So Fabian gets some rope, makes sort of a makeshift harness for sure, places the shield on the snowy ground, helps his companions mount him, and then slaps Shrew on the buttocks. Is mm. Shrew... Mm. Starting to march off then? Yeah, he's galloping away. Oh, wait for me, boys. And so our weary heroes bid farewell to the towering stone walls of Axholm. They embark on a rather playful journey that promises to test their endurance as they traverse the stark winter landscape draped in mist and shadow. The cold winds, keen and unforgiving, sweep down from the peaks of the Sword Mountains, carrying with them the bite of winter's chill. As you are galloping off, Giving me a... Give me an acrobatics check for Fabian. Total of three. Here we go. <laughs> As you're galloping and you look over your shoulder to see if Fenner's catching up with Caspers, you notice that Fabian's really struggling to hold on and stay true on his path behind you. You see him sort of crashing into bushes and branches ricocheting off rocks that are underneath the snow. It almost appears as if there's a nest resting upon the wings of the dread helm he's wearing. You see these red eyes glowing, contrasting sharply against the white surroundings. Mm. <laughs> and so as you gallop on, the air is laden with the scent of pine, the fragrance of evergreen trees that stand resilient against winter's grasp. Your companion's breath materializes in the cold air, forming clouds that hang for a moment before dispersing into the grey expanse. The sky above you is a sombre tapestry of leaden clouds, heavy with the promise of rain. The winds continue to sweep through the mountain passes as you make your way towards Nomengard, bringing with them a persistent drizzle that clings to you like a spectral veil 
intensifying the chill that grips you. Mm. <laughs> After a few hours, you arrive at the base of the mountain where Nomengard is. A massive monolith that looms above you. Stony facade adorned with patches of frost. You now hear that familiar waterfall cascading down, and you see it creating a cloud of mist that hangs in the air like ethereal silk. You start making your way towards the entrance, past the islands, with those mushrooms that are a riot of colour. You finally made it back to Nomengard. Alright, I dropped my phone here. Was it fun, Fabian? It looked like a blast! You see Fabian sort of spitting out bits of leaves and twigs. He looks absolutely shattered and rather worse for wear. Hmm, yes. I, I see you enjoyed it. It was an experience. Well, let's go in to Nomengard. We can rest here. Spend a comfortable night at last. I'm sure you'll be more than welcome here, the Novus and Dazzling. I've never been to Nomengard. It'll be quite an experience to meet more of your kin. As he turns to Fana. What are Shoe Shrubbery's doing? Well, we're going into Nomengard, aren't we? We're gonna go in. Was there an inn in Nomengard? No, you haven't seen any inns within Nomengard. Because we slept the night there, right? Yeah, they, they prepared a room for a you. A room. So we would go to our room, I imagine. Have some showers, I mean. We've been mingling with death and decay for the past day. I, I imagine we all want to cleanse. I would imagine so, yeah. So you're heading back towards that room you stayed in. Especially Norbus, obviously. But yeah, we'll... <laughs> Poor Norbus. We'll, we'll go to that room, yeah. Okay, you managed to make your way through the winding tunnels that you know well now. You know I greet all the gnomes as I see them. Oh, hey, sure, welcome back. Oh, thank <laughs> you. We have, we've made it. Oh, there's some new friends as well. Yeah, it's Norbus and Dazzling, yes. Sorry, we all stink quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> quite unpleasant. Yes, I know. We've, we've literally been at death's door. Oh, well, it's good to have you back. Well, it's good to be back. Thank you. So you make your way back to that room. You go to bed each, apart from... Or rather, you would have had a bed each, but now there's Dazzle and Orbis as well with you. We'll figure that out later. We can maybe visit the kings when we are washed up. Are there any, like, baths here or... You can't see any baths in here. Mm. Last time you were here, you didn't have one either. Hmm, this is going to be a problem. Why don't you guys stay here, look for the kings, and I'll see what I can do in in terms of getting bathed. All right. So where should we go then? I want to look out for the kings. I imagine it's best to go to them directly, now that we are in a kind of first-name basis, and ask them if we can wash ourselves somewhere. I'm hoping it's not outside on the cold waterfall. <laughs> so yeah, you know your way to the throne room. After a short trip, you manage to get there. And the kings are there, sat on their thrones. Oh, sure, you're back! I'm back, yes, and so are my friends. We bought two more, I hope you don't mind. They'll be staying the night, and perhaps a bit longer than that, whilst we go kill the dragon. Oh, well, friends of us, friends of us. Oh, that's very good to know. Now, you'd probably noticed my stench. Oh, oh, I'm glad you raised it. Mm. Quite pungent. Yes, uh, we were hoping to, to wash ourselves, to have a bath. Is there anywhere we can go to do so? Well, there's a waterfall. <laughs> what? 
I don't know. It's quite cold outside. Oh, it's invigorating. No, no. It awakens the senses. Mm, I've been awakened already. Oh, you want a bath? Yes. A, a hot one. A, a warm one. hot one would be good, but a warm one. Oh, uh, that's no problem. We can have some of the gnomes to prepare a bath for you. Oh, that would be grand. Would you like some mushroom bread as well delivered to your room? Oh, yes. Uh, I'd eat anything right now. Mm, where, where would the baths be drawn? Well, we'll take the tap to your room and it'll be prepared there. Okay, but there might be a problem. There's, there's a female amidst our party. I, 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 I don't think she'd appreciate baby. Oh, Fenna. Yes. Oh, we can prepare a separate bar for her. That would be great. Thank you very much. Is Bryn around? Oh, yes, Bryn is in the kitchen usually. Would you mind sending someone to fetch her? And for her to come to our room? Are you requesting Bryn to give you the bath? No, no. Tell her to bring the sausages. What sausages? The mushroom sausages. Mushroom sausages? Yes. I've never heard of such a thing. She was going to invent a new recipe. It's mm. going to blow your mind. Do you like sausages? I can't say I've ever had one. We live off the bread here, the mushrooms. Well, your mind is about to be blown, my friend. I can call you friend, right? It's not... Yes, yes, we oh, are. Okay, good. You saved our lives. Well, well, I, I tend to do that. I just saved Norbus and Dazzling, my, my dwarven friends. I saved their lives right, right now, too. Yep, yeah, I found this chain. Oh, mm. more treasure. Yes. You have quite the collection of chains. Well, I am the Kijomas brother. Mm, yes, you mentioned that last time. Mm. Still don't really know what that is. But well, you can well. go to the library and read up. Oh, I don't want to... Be bored to death by no, Borbib. No. You'll see, he, he has a, a trove of knowledge in that place. It's a valuable asset to your kingdom. No doubt. Well, you are stinking up our throne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, mean to be rude, but... Oh. I'm, qu I'm, I'm quite sorry. I, I'll, be, I'll be going. I'll have uh, the buff sent to you and, and Bryn. Thank you. Thank you very much for your hospitality and kindness, as always. Your liege. And I do a kind of curtsy bow thing. Okay. You're heading back to your room? Yeah. So you make your way back to your room. After a short while, a handful of gnomes appear with some bathtubs. Start filling it with warm water. And a couple of them start making like a makeshift curtain slash room divider. Hmm, this is for your... For you, Fenner. So you have a little bit of privacy from the boys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought, the king said another room. We don't have any other rooms. Really? But, uh, you know, it's just for a little bit of privacy and decency. The curtain should be enough. Hmm, are you okay with that, Fenner? Well, as long as you don't peek. No, of course not. What do you take me for? A peeping Tom? Well, not a peeping Tom, but you shared a bath with Favin. I don't want you to get any ideas through. No, no. I wouldn't think of it. <laughs> I think you'd prefer a bath with Sister Carroya. Now, now, Fabian, bite your tongue. It's not the moment to be thinking of Sister Girl. I told you last time. Perhaps you'll see a bath pigeon fly by. <laughs> Stop making animals up. That those do not exist. You take me for a fool. No, oh, no. So, yeah. Is there one bath <laughs> for, for everyone? Yeah, you'll have to take turns. Uh, okay, so I turn back to like the gnome that's helping us. A question. Would would you be swapping out the water after every bath? Well, yes, we can, if you if you wish. Oh, of course we wish. 
But, but I'll go first, anyway. Uh, any objections to that, friends? I think Norvus should go last, since he soiled his pants. Hey, who, who are you talking about soiling their pants? I, I didn't soil my pants. Norvus. I've got no idea what you're talking about. Everyone's noticed by now. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. It was a banshee. It's okay. It won't leave this room. <laughs> it's a banshee. <laughs> yes, good one. Good one. But he'll go last. Hey, fair enough. Well, it's, um, uh, it's, uh, I did clean myself, you know, when we took a bathroom break. It's okay. I don't need to know the details. But of course, no one. Hmm, I said. The buttocks. It's okay. Nervous. Really. I don't need to know the details. He looks rather embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, don't worry about it. We'll get cleaned in no time. Anyone mind if I go first? No, no. Okay. That's grand. I suppose once Fenna has her buff, we can, we'll have two buffs we can share. That's right, yes. So I start undressing, take my clothes off. Okay. Hmm, yes. Really hits the spot for this. Oh, yes, I lie back in the tub and take my time getting washed and relaxing. Fenna does the same in, in her buff. How was the water, Fenna? Oh, relaxing. Oh, yes, it feels good. After good old scrap. I don't want to get too sensitive here now, but I think I, I think an apology is warranted. Again, I put you all in danger, and it was not my intention. Well, we survived, true. Yes, well, sometimes I wonder what kind of fools would follow a bigger fool as myself. Surely your blind trust in me is unwarranted, for one. Got us this far. Yes. Although I would strongly suggest we come up with a better plan yes, to take out the dragon. That's what I was getting to. From now on, we don't just agree to any stupid plan I have. I might be the brains of this operation here and, and the good looks, let's be clear, but perhaps we need to have a little to and throw when we're coming up with plans, especially to kill the dragon. An almost split in the party. Yes, if I say I'm running off, by the love of Morodin, stop me. How many times have I said I won't run off and then I go and do so, but no one stops me. Well, now that you've said it, with pleasure we will stop you from... Doing stupid things. Doing stupid things, yes. 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 Please do so. But I thank you for sticking by me through thick and thin, and hopefully, hopefully, we can kill the dragon and put all of this behind us, and finally be able to enjoy life for what it is, and live it together as friends. That would be good. Mm. It's nice to... Think of us as friends as well, not just companions. As family, I'd say. More than friends. It's been a few weeks only, but we've been through a lot. That makes us family. Except Fabian. Maybe he's like an adopted stepbrother or something. <laughs> Thank you, Shrew. You know, I'm joking, Fabian. I know, I know. Don't get your knickers in a twist. Anyway, this bath feels good. I close my eyes and relax. Ooh, this is good. Actually, now that I think of it, even though it does feel like we're family, I don't know much about you. Any of you. That is true. We have been almost living day to day. Hmm. Fenna, has it been almost a month since we met each other? Oh, yes, on the road to Adabras. I remember you telling me you wanted to meet your kin here in Nomengard, and you have done so. Yes, sadly, I haven't been able to stay here as long as I'd have wished, but... With the dangers outside, it's even better to 
help you kill this dragon, and then perhaps I can stay here longer and learn more of my people. But you told me you were from Neverwinter. Yes, that's, that's, that's right. I'm surprised you remember. Of course I remember. You come from Neverwinter as well, Fenner. Yes. So you knew Shrew before this adventure? No, no, we didn't. We didn't know each other. Oh, well, Neverwinter is quite big. Yes, indeed. What were you doing in Neverwinter? Were you born there? I'm intrigued to know a bit about your past. We've got a bit of downtime. Do share. It would be good to learn a little bit about each of you as well. I guess I'll start. That's what we're going to call the session. Ooh. We've laid it up nicely. That we have. I'd like to start off the, the end of this episode just by apologizing for my voice. Some of the voices might sound a bit weird. Still recovering from a bit of a nasty cold or flu. It's been fine. Yeah, I definitely feel your pain now trying to register those higher notes with Shrew when you've been ill. Yeah. Oh, I was really struggling with those kings. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. We finally made it back out of Axholm and have returned to Nomengard in one piece as we surely embark now on the final leg of this story. But first, before we embark in that last leg, we are going to prepare some, as you may have noticed by how we ended this episode, some backstories from our beloved characters, Fena, Morkob, Fabian, and of course, Shrew. Yeah, you left our listeners on quite a cliffhanger there. Why? When you met Cinemus. Oh, sort yeah. Of, <laughs> you sort of teased us with how perhaps Shrew got his powers and... Yeah, it was the start of the first encounter with Cinemus, so we can build on that. I think that that maybe gives our listeners a bit more of, you know, background, obviously. Bit of an insight to the to these characters that make up Shrew shrubberies. Mm, get to know them better before we head on to the last peril of the dragon himself. And once we get through those, we'll continue on our journey up towards the Dragon of Ice by our peak. Hopefully you'll be looking forward to hearing those backstories. We're certainly looking forward to recording those and bringing those characters more to life for you all. But in the interim, if you want some more Into the Dungeon, be sure to visit our website www.i2td.com And whilst you're there, why not follow the links to our Buy Me A Coffee page where you can join one of our membership tiers and get access to bite-sized little bonus podcast episodes where we reflect on the sessions that we, we play. Whilst you're there, you can also make a purchase of some magical items and scrolls and potions, although I think we're sold out of items. But there's definitely some things there that you can purchase, which will obviously assist us in running the podcast, but also provides you with an opportunity to be a part of the stories we tell and join in our adventure, as you will have seen today with Neil's kind donation of those potions of healing which transcend into the game and yeah. provide you with much-needed assistance. Much-needed. So thank you very much, Neil, again. If you cannot donate or become a member, or if you wish not to, don't worry, you can still help us out tremendously by following us everywhere we are. We are on X, we are on Discord, you'll find the links on i2td.com, we are also on Instagram, although we <laughs> don't post. <laughs> we're there. We're there. We're there. You can follow us if you want, but don't expect much. Not right now. Maybe when we get a, what do you call it, a social media manager. <coughs> Valerie. <coughs> then, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Valerie. So <laughs> maybe in the future we'll have someone that can kind of deal with that side of things. 
when we get more members and they pay for it. <laughs> just, just kidding. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Surely we're on to the end of the episode club now. No, no, I didn't finish. So oh. yeah, you can you can subscribe to our YouTube as well. We have YouTube. Also, leave a comment anywhere you can find us and also reviews on your podcast players of choice. That would help us tremendously. And, you know, like in Spotify, you can give us five stars. You, you can give us one star, but please give us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> make it <laughs> it yeah. is Christmas after all. Yeah, please, please. You would really, really help us. And tell your friends and your family if you're bored during the holidays if you celebrate the holidays and you're bored then maybe you know listen to our podcast again starting from episode one <laughs> increase those downloads and then maybe share it with your friends and family and say look at this majestic podcast that i found it's majestic listen to it and hopefully that helps us grow so i'll stop talking thank you very much <laughs> for that and for everything and for being there and so that brings us now to the end of the episode club, the last one standing. This is episode 67. You know what to do. We're going to give you a password. You're going to compete for the esteemed title of the Guillaume Asfrada. Now with an extra chain from Moradin. Yeah. And uh, for the winner, we'll post it on Discord. We have a little channel there, a thread going on, where we'll post your successful comment for prosperity. And we'll also give you the title of Elkijo Masfrada on Discord, if you join Discord, obviously. It's something we do for fun. We like reading the comments that our listeners uh, give us from week to week. Quite, yeah. quite witty, quite funny. We love uh, reading them. It's usually the highlight of my week. Yeah. And it shows us as well who's got the strongest constitution to get through all this ramble. Yeah. At the end of the episode. 57 award. And that award is Elkijo Masfrada. So do you have this week's Password, Nick. I surely do. Well, lay it on us. This week's password is oh dear. Oh dear. Because turned, I was going to say you turned into a kind of deer, but yeah, you turned into a reindeer. Yeah. And quite aptly as well, because it is Christmas this week. Mm-hmm. Or, or was Christmas yesterday, by the time this airs. So yeah, I hope you've all had a wonderful Christmas with your family and loved ones. If you celebrate it. And if you don't, happy Hanukkah or... I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy and, holidays and happy December. I don't know if you don't celebrate Christmas. Well, happy December. It's probably just a normal month. Happy for Yuletide. You. Let's keep it D and D. Yuletide. Is that what D and D celebrate? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. It's something Nordic. <laughs> it's, it sounds more D and D. Okay. Happy Never Winter Wonderland. Oh, well, actually, the, there is a feast, isn't there? In yeah, winter. Is it the shield meat in winter. Meat or mead. Shield meat, but not meat. Shield so meat, not as in meat <laughs> oh, that you eat. As in meat, as, in as, as meat. you meet each other. Yeah, I'm not sure. Not not a kind of meat that you eat as a shield. That would be weird. Yeah, well, we've ridden shields. We have little throwbacks with Zelda for those of you who are subscribed to our Buy Me a Coffee. We usually, or rather, this year we've had quite a bit of a chat on different Zelda type of things. <laughs> So, yeah, because you, you don't just get... Like, oh, no, the, the, sorry. The shield meat is in a completely different month. But there is a, a winter f- feast. Well, as Nick looks that up. Um, in the little episodes we have in into the studio, basically, for our members, yeah, we, we talk about the episodes that we just played. But we also have, you know, from time to time, known to diverge and, and start talking about maybe 
the week we've had and other things maybe that interest us, like video games and whatnot. So if you want to know more about us as well, make sure to sign up. Did you find the name of the thing? Yes, I did. There's, there's probably someone shouting what it is. Yeah, somebody's, somebody's screaming at, like at, the, idiots. at the phone. <laughs> Holidays. You could have edited all of this out. You we, chose not to. <laughs> well, you, you are the editor. Yeah, I've decided to leave it. Actually, there's an annual holiday called the Midwinter. Midwinter. Yes, yeah, during the... The middle of winter. The middle of winter, yeah, as, as one would imagine. Which is kind of where... The Christmas holidays land as well. So happy midwinter to all our listeners. And uh, what's the new year? What's the new year called? Look that one up. Like, no, I guess a new year's the same. Or here. Nah. Or I don't know. There's one in spring called the Green Gross. But different cultures celebrate New Year at different points. So. And happy Green Gross. Anyway, we hope you enjoy whatever it is you do in winter. And that you spend time with your families and loved ones. Now, before we go, we've got a special shout-out and a big thank you to our good friend James. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those of our more keen-eared listeners may have noticed a new voice in today's episode. The voice of Alas, or Ayas, which has very kindly been voiced by our good friend James, the frontman of Colossal and Dead City Radio, among some of his musical projects, which we'd love if you'd go and check out. We'll put the links to those bands in the description of this episode. This is hopefully just the start of featuring some guest voices in the adventures we play. And without further ado, we hope that you join us next week and for the next few weeks as we explore the backstories of shrew shrubberies and as we delve into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. There's shafts that lead to it. From the town, it's... <laughs> I can't... Sorry. Well, it's what it is. Sometimes things take longer than we would want them to. Like this campaign. Knowledgeable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we could, we could search for books about badgers, big badgers. Just as long as we're not searching for books on beavers. <laughs> Well, I'm sure they have a, a special section for that. Yes, probably in the right. adult gnome section. Yeah. I start undressing, make sure that I'm behind the curtain. Oh, oh sorry, behind the curtain. Tranquilo, tranquilo. 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 Tranquilo, tran